0: Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesia of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Brittany, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, to be still, and to be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling as well as thank him for all that he's done, for all that he is doing and all that he will do. Lord, as I read your words in Scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near. I ask that you would meet with me and lead me further into your kingdom today. We will be reading Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. But all this I laid to heart, Examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all, since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner and he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun that the same event happens to all. Also, the hearts of the children of man are full of evil and madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. But he who is joined with all the living has hope for a living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they will die But the dead know nothing, and they have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love and their hate and their envy have already perished, and forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. Go, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white, let not oil be lacking on your head, Enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he has given you under the sun, because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in shale to where you are going. Again I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift nor to the battle, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the intelligent, nor favor to those with knowledge. But time and chance happen to them all. For man does not know his time like fish that are taken in an evil net and like birds that are caught in a snare. So the children of man are snared at an evil time when it suddenly falls upon them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I think on this scripture, I want to draw our attention to verses 7 through 10 and spend a few minutes unpacking the meanings um, and implications for us from those verses. So let me start by just rereading those four verses, starting in verse 7. Go, eat your bread with joy, and drink your wine with a merry heart. For God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. In this portion of the text, we see that the author is encouraging us to enjoy life and all that God has given us for the time that we have it. Now, that's not really a new or surprising concept to me, um, and I'm willing to assume that it's not for you either. But in order to do justice to this text, to try to understand it, we need to dig a little bit deeper and ask why the author is telling us this. The book of Ecclesiastes is considered part of the wisdom literature in the Bible. So its purpose is to impart wisdom and knowledge to the person reading it. So our question today is, God, what knowledge or wisdom are you trying to impart to us? So in the section right before verse 7, so verses 1 through 6 of this chapter, the author reminds us of a rather uncomfortable truth. And that truth is that death comes to all of us. We don't know when or how, and we don't know what our life will be like leading up to that day. But we know from what the words in this passage tell us that it's in the hands of God and that our time will come. So what's so significant about that truth that death comes for all of us, being right before verse 7, where he tells us then to go enjoy life, is that it's the very acknowledgement and acceptance of death that motivates the author to tell us to enjoy life and to live it to the fullest while we have it. So as I've been thinking, there's a common phrase that's used in our culture a lot right now that I wanted to address. Maybe you've heard the saying, do more of what makes you happy. It's become a common tagline. It's, you know, on coffee cups and stationery. It's a motivation for self-care and and honestly sometimes even used as a justification of our own sinful actions. I want to submit to you today that that is not what the author of this text means. And and here's why, why I believe that to be true. The author tells us to eat with joy, to drink the good wine with a merry heart, because God has already approved what we do. So in other words, he's accepted us. Um, it's, an, it's an example of his favor over us. And then in the very next sentence, he encourages us to pursue holiness, saying, let your garments always be white. Um, he speaks blessing over us, referencing Psalm 23 and how the Lord will anoint our head with oil. He also tells us to enjoy the relationships that we have with loved ones, whether it's a spouse, could also be a friend or our children. And he speaks all these things over us because he knows they will come to an end. So for us to not miss out on these things. But the author also knows that the only reason we have any of these things is because God has given them to us. It's his favor over us. So to fail to acknowledge God's good good gifts in our life is folly. And to use them only to our own end or our own happiness is poorly stewarding those things because both life and happiness are fleeting. But when we use them to pursue righteousness, to love one another, to extend the love that we've been given, it's honoring to God. So today, what... God, what I am learning from God's word and what I feel like God would have me share with you is that God's telling us to work and labor in the portion that he's given us for however long we have it. And he's also telling us to eat, to drink, and to live with joy and a grateful heart, always seeking holiness and obedience to God, because he is the giver of life, both the present, the temporary life that we live, and the eternal life to come for those who profess faith in him. So my question for you and the question I'm asking myself today is, what is one thing that God has given you currently that you can experience with deep joy and a merry heart? Let's spend a few moments thanking him for that today. God, I thank you today that you are the giver and the sustainer of life. God, thank you that we can trust that all life is in your hands, um, that all good and evil are under your hand, um, and that you are above all, that you know um, all that we have and for how long we get to have it and enjoy it. So Lord, as we spend some time just reflecting on all that you've given us, whether we're in the midst of a really joyful season or maybe a really trying season, um, would you help us today to be able to just remember even just one good thing that you have given us and teach us, help us come alongside us as we, um, as we try to walk in obedience of enjoying life that you've given us to the fullest. God, we love you and we ask that through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.